Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host Shelby Shear here with Jason Shear, and we're recording remotely. I'm in another city, so hopefully we sound good. Do we sound good, Jason? Uh, we'll find out. Okay, <laughs> we're here to preview Cal's offense for the Arizona versus Cal football game on Saturday. Arizona is traveling to Berkeley for this game and Jason and I are not going because as Jason said in the last podcast, he's not a Berkeley guy, right? No, I don't roll with Berkeley. I'm, uh, right. We'll go to probably a road game or two, but Berkeley's not one of them. That's okay. We do deserve one weekend to stay home and like watch it on TV. So that's what we're doing. But uh, Cal's offense right off the bat, there's one glaring issue with Cal's offense this season. Jason, what is it? Everyone, uh, Arizona fans love to discuss the offensive line and it's, you know, inconsistency with Arizona, but with Cal, it's just straight up bad. <laughs> there's, there's no way around it. Justin Wilcox after the Notre Dame game and in his weekly presser said they have to find a way to, to get it to be better. Um, they've allowed 12 sacks this season. That's the most in the pack 12 and that's 128th in the entire nation. Uh, to be fair, Six of them came against Notre Dame, but even then, six sacks and the other uh, two games isn't very good. And, and just to kind of highlight how bad it was against Notre Dame, the PFF, which we always talk about, graded 882 offensive linemen throughout the entire nation, and they had three of them outside of the top 800. So in the bottom 82 offensive linemen, Cal had three of them. Wow. Um, <laughs> One guy, TJ Session, uh, had a passing block, pass blocking grade of zero, which is <laughs> as bad as bad as it gets. So they have seven guys that'll get snaps. Um, it wouldn't be a surprise to me if they kind of move things around a little bit this week. Matthew Sindrick at center is pretty good. Uh, he's played 30 games, 29 starts. He's probably the most solid of the linemen, but there is a, a very – clear problem especially with their pass protection it is not good their run protection isn't terrible it's not good but it's not terrible their pass protection uh pass blocking is just flat out bad and it's something that every team is going to take advantage of or at least try to take advantage of until they fix it and it's by far the biggest issue with their offense right now wow that that doesn't sound promising for cal okay um, running back Jaden Ott was moved to the top of the depth chart this week. What can you tell us about him? Yeah, so I I don't really know what took so long <laughs> to be honest. Uh, maybe because he's a freshman, but he's he's clearly the best running back they have. Uh, he has 189 yards on 37 carries in the first three games. Has a, a reception touchdown. Was the impact freshman of the week for the second consecutive time. He's eighth in the conference in rushing. Uh, 80 total yards per game, uh, 20th in the conference and all purpose yards. He's, he's good. I mean, that's just, you know, that that's just what it is. He's eighth in the conference and rushing. He is probably the, the best freshman running back in the conference so far. Um, he's a guy where, you know, he's, he's pretty shifty. Uh, and, and when you consider the fact that Cal's offensive line isn't great, um, it kind of makes the, the fact that, that, Ott's put up some solid numbers and look, he's not, 
what Arizona's seen. Arizona's seen better running backs this season. Uh, they saw 40 of them last week. Um, but he, uh, you know, he's averaging five yards a carry. Uh, but again, like it, his numbers are also a little bit skewed. I mean, he had 104 yards against Davis. He had 52 yards against UNLV, but against Notre Dame, he had 13 carries for 33 yards. And really, you know, in that game, those didn't really do anything. So faced one good defense. And then in that game, um, didn't really do a lot against that one, you know, that one defense. They have another running back to Carlos Brooks. He's actually from Chandler, uh, 5'10", two, uh, 210 pounds, but also just hasn't done anything. Against Notre Dame, he had 43 yards, but a lot of that was on one carry. And then against UNLV, he had 20 yards and Davis 35 yards. So their running game isn't great. A lot of that is probably their offensive line. But if you're looking for a, a guy that can be impactful at that position, and, and they're going to run the ball, that's Cal's offense. They're going to be balanced. Um, they're going to run the ball 30 times or, or 25 times, probably with you know Brooks and and Ott. But you know he he's one of the more talented guys on the offense, and some of that Arizona is going to be aware of. Sounds like when everyone else around you is not so great, if you're kind of mediocre, you still shine. So we'll find out about Jaden. Um, everything though starts with the quarterback. What are your thoughts with Purdue transfer Jack Plummer? Plummer, Plummer sounds familiar. Yes, that is his brother. And it was funny, we actually ran into Will Plummer on Monday after the presser and the press conference. Um, and we ran out, it, ran into him in the parking lot and asked if he was playing his brother this week, and he didn't know, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. We'll probably ask Chad tomorrow, but. Um, it's got to be a kind of a unique situation and scout team to pretend like he's his brother. But uh, Jack Plummer's not awful. But again, like before I get into it, like it, it's I mean, what is he supposed to do with his offensive line type of deal? Um, and, and, and so he's he's actually third in the Pac-12 and eighth nationally in completions per game. But a lot of that is attempts. He only he's only completing 60 percent of his passes. Uh, he has 730 yards through three games, which is a terrible five touchdowns, two picks, 105 yards rushing. The problem is like he ran for 81 yards against Notre Dame, but he also lost 47 of them by getting sacked. So he <laughs> only has eight rushing yards on the season and, and net rushing yards because of the amount of times he could get sacked. Now, what they'll do a lot is they'll roll him out. He had a really nice touchdown throw against Notre Dame where as soon as the ball was snapped and he got it, he rolled out and in stride, hit a receiver in the end zone. He is more mobile than he looks. They don't want him running, though. Believe it or not, it's it's kind of the opposite of Arizona. Their depth at quarterback is so bad that if Plummer uh, gets hurt, there's such a drop-off where you know he ran against Notre Dame, and Wilcox even said they got to find a way to slow it down because he hurt his wrist. He should be fine for Saturday, but it is something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, you know, at, at Purdue, he overall, he, he's not bad. I mean, 64% of his passes, 31 touchdowns, only 12 picks. He's pretty accurate. Uh, Johnny Nansen described him as more of a, a system guy, which is fair to say. But he's a solid quarterback. I mean, it, it's not the type of situation where, you know, it's like a Will Rogers where he's going to throw – 40 times and and maybe take over a game. Um, he's not like that, but he's also probably better than, you know, the other two quarterbacks, Braxton Burmeister 
and uh, and Miller over at North Dakota State. So if he doesn't play well, Cal has no chance to win this game. And and they don't put a lot of pressure on Plummer. Like he's not going to go out there and throw 40 passes. If he's throwing 40 passes, they probably did something wrong. Um, you know, against Notre Dame, he threw 37 passes, but that wasn't the situation that they wanted. They only did that because he, uh, you know, they they couldn't run. And, and so, you know, if if he's throwing a ton of passes, he's still like, you know, against UNLV, he threw 40 passes, but he didn't get 300 yards on it, and he was complete. But it, it's the type of situation where he's he's a solid quarterback, but he's not like the game-changing type. He's mobile, but that offensive line is so bad that it doesn't really matter. In two of the three games, he's finished with negative rushing yards against Notre Dame. Again, he's positive, mostly because of one big run. But solid guy, um, you know, pretty big kid at 6'5", 215. And, 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 you know, he's Arizona will face better quarterbacks, but it's also will face worse quarterbacks than Plummer this season. I kind of am feeling a little bad for Cal after this dismal description. It got it sounds like Arizona of a few years ago, actually, like where we had such a thin um quarterback situation that if someone got hurt, you're in trouble. So uh hopefully we'll see what happens. But with that being said, what's what are his weapons at wide receiver like? Does he have any? Yeah, so they actually Cal has seven returning receivers, and prior to the season they made just a single start. And what they've done is they've really narrowed it. There's basically three guys. It's similar to Arizona. Well, they'll play a fourth guy, but they have really good size and athleticism. Um, they have a big receiving core, and there's three pretty equal receivers. Jeremiah Hunter, uh, 16 catches for 223 and a touchdown. They have J. Michael Sturviant, uh, 14 for 165 and a touchdown. And then Maven Anderson, 11 for 98 and a touchdown. Those are the three guys. Hunter, to me, is clearly the best of the group. Uh, he's fifth in the conference in receiving yards, 74 receiving yards per game, five receptions. Serbian is tied at 12 with 4.7 receptions. Uh, they're good. I mean, they have a very legitimate group of, of receivers. There's not a lot of depth, but the reality is, like, even though Arizona, for instance, has depth at receiver, they're not using it. It's the top three guys, and then once in a while, you'll see a guy like Anthony Simpson. Cal's the same way. I mean, they're, they're narrowing the rotation. They started off with more rotation at wide receiver, but the last few games, um, it's been pretty pretty narrow. Those are the the three guys um, that are going to get, you know, the, the bulk of the catches. And Cal's, Cal's not a, obviously a, a high-scoring team um, against Notre Dame. They only scored 17 points, but it, it was those three. You know, Hunter at five, Serviant four, Anderson four, and then they'll use Ott out of the backfield. They have tight ends, but they don't really use them as much. Um, I, yeah, so they have two tight ends, really, but they don't, you know, they don't use them as much. But even in the game, we're like Plummer threw for for three hundred yards against UNLV. Um, you know, looking at the at their box score, they only had, I mean, they had multiple guys catch balls, but Hunter six, Sturian six, Anderson five, and they did use the tight end in that game for four, and a couple guys had one, so. It's going to be three guys. Um, they have a tight end, but the, he's not putting up big numbers. Maybe they go to him this week. But Hunter's the guy to watch out for. He's their biggest threat. Trade on Stukes met with the media 
this week. Usually you don't do that unless you're completely healthy. He said he's pretty close to getting there. But um, again, they're they're big, they're physical receivers, uh, and and they they do pose a challenge. Plummer does work well with them. Yeah, the keys of the game is you got to use the tight ends. That's always the key, according to me. Anyway, um, well, we have a good picture now of Cal's offense. What is Arizona's key to stopping this offense? It's it's pretty straightforward. It's uh, they got to just get the plumber. I mean, it, and they're good enough to do it. They their their sack numbers are up. Um, their pressures are up. Their turnovers are up. Cal will turn the ball over if there's enough pressure. They are that that type of team. I know Plummer doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but at the end of the day, you're you're you know, he may not throw a lot of interceptions, but this season he's thrown more than he probably wants, even though it's not a lot just because of a pure pressure. Um, you know, they, their schedule hasn't been great. They face UNLV and Davis, but he's a guy where you know you want him running for his life because like like Notre Dame basically. They sack him six times. They had him running for his life. Their defense is really good, and it's probably going to keep him in the game no matter what. Um, but their offense obviously isn't great. Their offensive line isn't very good, and they got to keep that. And then, you know, if they're able to do that, it, it all comes back to stopping the run. And and if Cal becomes one-dimensional with a mediocre offensive line, uh, things are going to become really difficult for them. And, and so the key to me right away is just to, to pressure the quarterback and to uh and to try to get the plumber as much as possible you know there's a factor here with cal that we've talked about and i remember my my dad always says cal's tricky cal's always a weird game and historically you know the arizona's beat cal when they shouldn't have or cal has beat arizona when they shouldn't have so that, that i know that's like being a little superstitious but it's also like always in the back of my mind when arizona plays cal that there's always something weird and even if Arizona wins there's like a weird play or there's like a weird call it's just always strange remember in Disneyland when I made us watch the the cow game from a few years ago the double OT I made yep. us from a bench outside of yeah California <laughs> California Adventure I made all of us sit on a bench and watch the end of the game and yeah I mean there it's quietly one of the best series in the Pac-12 like the games are are generally really close there's been some good ones that double OT um, we were looking at, you know, stats the other day. There was a game a few years ago where Zach Green, uh, running back Zach Green, had like 120 yards. Um, Arizona's beaten Cal quite a bit the last few years, and Cal has one of its biggest home winning streak in, in quite a few years going on right now. So something's going to budge. Yep. We're going to find out. Well, <clears throat> is, that the, is that what you do? Yeah. <clears throat> With that being said, Chubby's in a hotel room. I'm on a couch surrounded by sleeping dogs. But we're doing yes. a podcast. We're recording at eight o'clock in the morning because that's what we do. That's, that's right. We- I'm sure there's people that were were flabbergasted that we didn't have it up super late last night. So we sure. just had to adjust schedules to make sure this happened. I made sure and I watched all my FBI shows last night. I was yes, excited. he got to watch quietly without me like rolling my eyes at the. The horrible music in those FBI shows. The bomb theme music, you mean? No, it's it's terrible. It's like an eighties action film. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, we will be doing the defensive preview and posting that tomorrow. Correct. Uh. Yeah. 
at some point. I don't know. At some point tomorrow, we will do that um, as schedules allow. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this weekend. I'll be home and not at a conference. Oh, we should probably mention one thing, Shell. Yes. What is it? Uh, Herm Edwards got fired. Oh, <laughs> right. That's the big news. We buried the lead, guys. You yeah. guys already knew. Um, uh, it, was, it was like right after. Did he get fired on the field? No. So I- let's clarify this. <laughs> he wasn't fired on the field. I know a bunch of people on Twitter are showing the video. ASU's not, I don't know what the hell they're even calling it. They're not calling it fire, but that it was it. That's not what happened on the field. It would have been awesome. I'm actually surprised they fired him. I didn't think Ray had it in him. That's why they're not calling it a firing. They're calling it a relinquishing of duties, which is just, it's like when people call divorce an uncoupling. That's like when Harry and Meghan quit being royals and they, they stepped back from royal duties. Yeah. It's like, so dude, you fucking quit. That's oh it. God. Sorry. I'm a little <laughs> heated about that. Holy crap. Anyway, we'll see how they do. Sean Aguano's a good guy, their interim coach, but he's got his work cut out for him. I don't think he's that guy, but I don't think they have anyone else to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. That's all I can. I also love the fact, like when you're talking about relinquishing, that ASU is just like saving face here. Like it the the whole like charm campaign cracks me up. Like, of course, they just can't admit that that was a huge disaster. So relinquishing of duties. Maybe does that mean that he gets to go like fold towels in the back office? That means they got to pay him eight million dollars. Whoa, <laughs> that's how much did someone get when he was relinquished his uh, duties? Similar, I think. Yeah, like that's they best cleaned up job him. in the history of the world is a fired college football coach. Yeah. Carl Durrell will get fired, and they will owe him eight point seven million dollars. It's definitely a hard like that's one career path where you see failure as the goal and then you yeah. then you win like that's like, actually pretty feel awful smart. For he's 65 he's gonna retire with eight million dollars what a horrible horrible way to go out yeah and the only thing is is i hope we don't see him on tv as an analyst or some oh, I'm sure color oh okay well anyway uh good luck asu uh we'll see you uh the day after thanksgiving in <laughs> tucson it's probably the last we'll talk about them until then okay Well, everyone have a great day because we're recording this in the morning. That's weird to say. And we'll be back with the defensive preview of Cal soon. Bear down. Any other thoughts, Jason? Bear down. Back the A. Bear down. Back the O. Back the A for Michael Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Shelby, you're in enemy territory in Phoenix. Are you safe? I am with a buddy. And we move very slowly. We do not wear the colors until we get inside. And then it's all red and blue. Have you broken any doors to send a message? (laughs) Well, actually, I didn't break a door, but one of them kind of got jammed on me yesterday. Oh, my God. You you broke another door. (laughs) Holy crap.